Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. Happy anniversary to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. 365 days of absolute utter bullshit. And, uh, you know, us, you know, doing our thing, chicken wings, chilling out, (sighs) hanging out, (laughs) relaxing with a couple of guys. That (laughs) started making drop drop in my neighborhood. I got one. It's like the fourth episode in a row that this is. And my mom got scared. She said, like, what would be auntie and uncle in Bel Air? Anyways, um, dance break. We are on day 11 of this lovely. Extraction. We are almost done. Oh my gosh. Not that I love, not that I don't love, you know, doing this. It's just, we've been a little oh, tight shit. on the schedule. I love talking to authors. It's just like every single day I wake up, I'm like, Stevie's like, oh, another podcast, double podcast, another. <laughs> um, hush yourself because I have not done any doubles, thank God. I just be, I just be like chilling. So what's our giveaway today? Our giveaway today is friends to lovers. Whoop, whoop. Um, I'm super excited to talk to the guests that we have today. I got mad questions for them regarding some titles. Oh my goodness. And we've, this is partial of an oldie, but a goodie. And she's really not much of an oldie because she was literally just here in (laughs) in June. Oldie, but a goodie. So she was just here in June. She is back again. And this time back at it again with the vans. She is back with her um her amazing co-write author that they have written such an amazing rom-com series with just some of the best fucking titles I've ever heard. Oh, they're iconic. Like I just want them to name every book anybody writes for now on. Yeah, for real. They're so funny. Um And on and since we're having two of them on this on this hoe, I will not be reading an introduction because that's two of them. Yeah, it's too many. But uh, and that's a little long. But is there anything else you want to tell the people? Meanwhile, she yawns because she's tired. I am tired. <laughs> Look, we're only one more day away from vacation. Wait, what the fuck is a vacation? I gotta start writing. What are you yeah, talking about? But you have a vacation from podcasts and me. Not really because I'm your PA, but still. <laughs> I just gotta. I'm so nervous to start writing again. I'm gonna start hating myself all over again. I am proud of you. You did take a nice long break this time, but mainly, not on purpose. I'll tell you that. because you were dying of pneumonia. Yeah, not, not on purpose. I'll tell you that much um what else can we tell them um uh, the indie author panel is on on youtube you can watch it it is still up check that out we have a patreon 
Uh, we have a Patreon. You don't have, if you can't support Patreon, no big deal. You can support us by liking, dropping a subscribe on whatever platform you leave. And if you want to go leave a lovely review about how much you love listening to us talk about bullshit, that would be nice. I'd appreciate it. You know? And- Your Southern accent just came out real strong when you were saying that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I would just be very thankful if y'all would go leave a lovely review of this podcast. But we've had some great episodes so far. I mean, we've had Harlow Ray. Yeah, this has been super fun. It's been it's been stressful at times, but it has been very fun. And we've talked to some very cool authors. And we are now going to go talk to two more very cool authors that are Laura Pavlov and Willow Astor. Yes, I'm so excited. So uh, let's go on and skittle-woppity-doo on over there. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast for our anniversary episode. Laura Pavlov and Willow Astor, welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you. How are you guys? How is everything? And they're so good. (laughs) How? Okay, I like to start this off by asking how the weather is where you guys are at. How's the weather? Just like medium icebreaker. It actually just started pouring rain here and it rarely rains in Vegas. So mm-hmm. I've given the pup, the dogs like peanut butter Kongs to try to keep them entertained during this, but who knows it's pouring, which it never does. Listen, the world is a disaster at the moment. It's going to be raining in like the Sahara desert. It's going to fucking start <laughs> snowing in like California. Like I'm just at this point, I am not surprised. And then like every single time I'm on Facebook, right? I see like this, I see like fake news posts, right? About like scientists who discover like a black hole with like new creatures inside of it. And I'm like, I don't think this is the year to be going and discovering that shit. To be honest with you, I don't think this is the time to bring the dinosaurs back. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't think that we need to be playing Jurassic Park during a pandemic. That's just my opinion. But you know, whatever. So I, I'm not surprised, honestly. Willow, how's the weather where you're at? It's beautiful. I live in Minnesota, so summer is the the best. The oh, best. You get a lot of snow, though. Yeah. Right now, it's like heaven. It's 79. It's sunny. Oh. But yeah, I'll be suffering in a, in a couple oh. months. <laughs> I kind of like the snow, though. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't like the sun. The sun is not my friend. It's mm-hmm. like. Ew, I don't like it. If I was a creature, I would be a vampire because I just repel it. I, and I sparkle too because I'm so damn pale. Where do you live? Well, I live in North Carolina, which is the worst state in the fucking world for somebody who hates the sunshine. Yeah, sorry. Because I want to live in Seattle where it like pours <laughs> the rain 25 7, where it's just like a light drizzle, or like yeah. London where it just drizzles all the time and it's just gloomy and there's gray clouds all the time. That would make me very happy. That would make me so happy. Really? Swear to God. I swear. Not having sun. I literally try to convince my husband on the day that he moved to Seattle. Like I show him like, so he like hunts and fishes and stuff like that. And I show him like the wildlife that he can kill out there. I'm like, look at this elk. Look at this thing. That you, <laughs> you know, like we could go there, you know, you know, and I would be happy. And he's like, we're not moving to the West Coast. And I'm like, yes, we will. Anywho, moving forward. Anywho, we're going to jump right into like questions about you, the books that you guys have been writing together with like the most iconic titles I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) The fact I I just am in shock. I love these titles. Like they're iconic. So we're going to talk about one of the, like the, one of my favorite series and that's the GD Taylor series. So before we get into each book, 
whose idea was it to co-write this series and did anything in particular inspire it? It was my idea. I had started this series and set it aside. And then I met Laura like um, a couple years ago at the Vegas signing. Mm -hmm. And I was working on other things. I had read her. Um, it was, I, I had read all her books, but when I read her Willow Springs, the first book, I thought, oh, she has so many funny things. Actually, maybe it was the Montgomery Brothers because there was, there's funny stuff in those too. But I <laughs> loved her humor that she threw in there. And I yeah. tried to do that in my writing too and thought it would be great to turn this more into a rom-com than the direction it had been going before. Mm -hmm. So I asked her and she said, yes. I honestly just, the authors that meet each other at signings is just amazing to me. Like we've mm -hmm. met so many people on the podcast they are like, oh yeah, I met like, you know, these authors at signings and now they're like my best friends. It's like, yeah. I, how do you guys like talk to each other? You know, like I, I don't like, you know, like I don't just walk up to somebody, you know, like I would be nervous. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like message people it's on not, Instagram. I'm afraid to walk up to somebody like, hi, what's up? I'm an author too. Then I just feel like I'm just like humble brag and you're probably like a better <laughs> author than I am. And you're probably looking at me like I'm like gum underneath your shoe. So I would probably show up and not even act like an author. I would be like fangirling the whole damn time. Like nobody wants to be friends with the fangirl. Okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's how we met. We um, was at the Vegas signing. It was my first signing. I only had one book out at that time. And I had just read Willow's book, True Love Story. Mm -hmm. I was with my husband and I was nervous to talk to anyone. I'm like, I don't know anyone. And so we were like huddled at a table and he was trying to get me to loosen up and talk to people. And I looked up and I saw, I'd recognized her from Instagram. And, and she felt sorry for me because I was very awkward and uncomfortable to be there. She was not, she was not, I waved her over and you know, when sometimes you just meet people and mm -hmm. like, I felt completely calm going into that event at the next day, because I'm like, I have one friend. She was so great. We hit it off. And then I saw her the next day and it's just so fun and so nice. And then when we came back, um, we just started messaging, like, I think we each read each other's book or I don't know how it started, but and, and then it just started where we talked daily, multiple times. And so when she talked to me about doing the co-write, I didn't even have to read it. Like I love Willow's words. Yeah. She's, on top of being one of my best friends and favorite people in the world, she, her book, I mean, her writing is just, so I knew I was like, yes, I don't even have to read it. But I remember she was like, no, just read it. And it was maybe a prologue and a chapter. I can't remember two chapters, Willow. It was... Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. It has so much potential. I hadn't read a Runaway Groom before. So it, I was super excited. And, and then it just came really easy. We got on the phone, plotted out five, like just planned out the series and that was it, it was easy. It was I love so, that. So fun. See, so I think fun. that the signing portion of it is not my arena now if like we're all going to the bar later oh god i'm gonna be everybody's gonna love me everybody's gonna love me because that's my arena that's like my jam like now i feel good if i'm at a bar because then it's just like oh like we're we're not at work right now so i don't feel like y'all are you know judging me but it's fine. there's a lot of drinking at those 
Oh yeah. Normally I've it like, wouldn't be my arena either. We've heard like so many war stories from these. Like I'm going to my first signing like in like 2023, which feels like forever away, but I'm going to my first signing then. Or I might do one before that. I don't know. And I'm just like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> so which one are you going to? I'm going to Getting Witchy in Salem. Um, Ooh, yeah, it's super cool. Fun. I'm super excited about it. Um, there's like a huge list of people going. It's like insane. But I do have- Hold your hand. Yeah, I know. Stevie will be there. And then I have one author friend that I'm actually friends with that is also going to be there. So I probably won't be too bad. So I'm excited. I'm just a little nervous. But uh, Stevie, I'll let you take book. I'll let you take question number two. Ironically, Kat Singleton is going too. Yeah, that's the other friend I was talking about. I PA for both of them. So I will be bouncing back and forth. Oh, that'll be fun. Nice. Okay, so we're going to talk about my favorite book. And Laura already knows this. Jesse is my favorite person ever. Uh. Um, so Jesse's the runaway groom of this book. And Maya is just moved into the building. So what surprised you most about Jesse and Maya's characters? You want to go? Sure. Um, well, that Jesse was such a claustrophobic baby. <laughs> he really did not like those elevators. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that coming, but I loved it about him. Yeah. Nobody likes elevators. I don't care what nobody says. Who no. wants an elevator? Nobody wants to be a part of it. No one's supposed to be in an elevator. I don't like elevators. locked in one? No, thank you. <laughs> I have a fear of like the elevator line snapping and me like dropping from like yes. the, the like the seventy fifth floor. Oh my god! No, thank you. I'll mm-hmm. I'll take the stairs, please. Mm-hmm. No, makes me not be able to breathe just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, what about you, Laura? Was there anything that surprised you about either of the characters? Um, I don't know that anything really. Because, you know, we had really talked about who they were before we started. I think probably what surprised, what the surprise for me in that book was all the side characters that kind of developed. Mm. Estella. Friend Emma. Oh my God, she's the best. to <laughs> be so big. So, um, yeah, probably the side characters, the grandma, the um, mom, her mom, Estella, um, Emma, all of those characters kind of came out of nowhere, but they um, played such a big part in that book. So they were more surprises, I think, to me than Jesse and Maya. All right, then. So mm-hmm. book two is the bold and the bullheaded. I, these tight ladies, we got to talk about these titles. I mean, <laughs> where in the flipping world did y'all come up with this? Like, y'all just like, oh my God, these are, like, I, it takes me like, feels like months to like come up with a good solid title and y'all just like got like five of them like easy okay so I'm gonna say this because Willow will be really humble because I know her she (laughs) so when we she came up with the first one I was like oh my gosh I love that so we knew we had to do five and my husband and I you know we get competitive with games and yeah oh my gosh, that's such a good name. So her and her family were working on them and we were working on them. We never came up with one. <laughs> I think that way she, so her family came up with all five titles. And I remember I was on the treadmill and I kept getting off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even think of one. And the ones I did think of were really raunchy. We were like, we won't be able to. They were good, but 
<laughs> we wouldn't have gotten any Amazon ads. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like, I love how like Willow's family was like, oh, we got this. We're getting we it. <laughs> yeah. They killed us. I Frank love it. That. I yeah. love it. So these two in this book, it's like an enemies to lovers and it's Spence and Emma and they like live to torment each other. Okay. That's like their, their one goal on earth is to do that for each other. Okay. So what inspired you to write these characters who initially couldn't stand each other, but eventually had like this chemistry that was just completely fire. I love enemies to lovers. It's like my favorite, I think handy. ever. So, and they just from the beginning in um, wanted wet or alive, they, it was just like immediate, the, yeah. the banter and them stabbing each other with their words. <laughs> it just felt like, a given <laughs> they had to go there we were just going to give my a friend we hadn't planned ahead of time that that was going to be the love interest for book two but mm-hmm. she kind of wrote herself I think into that book and mm-hmm. then they're like oh my gosh we have to put them together because they had so much chemistry so they she kind of found herself a, a leading role from book one she was like, if y'all don't write me in this next book, yeah, y'all are in trouble. <laughs> y'all are in trouble. All right, CV, you can take the next question. Okay. So there's another favorite character of mine, and she references Nipplegate. Stevie texted me. So before <laughs> I could read it, right? Stevie texted me crying. Sobbing. Like, she was like, Nipplegate. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And she was like, no, you just got to read it, Nipplegate. And I'm like, you're insane. It's like two o'clock in the morning. What are you smoking? And where do I get it? Like, <laughs> but this yeah. is all Laura. Oh my right goodness. That's, that's my question is who inspires this? <laughs> so Willow and I were talking to our friend, Catherine Cowles, who's an author. And I don't remember what the three of us were talking about, but nipples. I <laughs> I had had a reduction years ago and I was telling them that they take them off and that I forever had this like fear, like, well, if they take them off and put them back on, how do you know they're yours? <laughs> that in a book. Oh my God. I mean, mine are not the butcher's wife. I promise you, I, I, but we just dramatized it a little more, but I remember genuinely being like, what if there was a mix up? Oh my God, that's me though. I would have thought the same thing. I'd have been like, are these my real nipples though? Like I gotta take- They they change them. I don't know if I'll ever, I don't, I already am part of the itty bitty titty committee. So I don't think I'll ever need to get a reduction. Um, But if that ever happens to me, I'm gonna take like vivid pictures of my nipples to make sure that the ones they put back on are like mine. (laughs) Posted, keep it. I need to make sure, you know, like I am not okay with it. I really wish that, I would have saved those Marco Polo videos of me sending you when I was sobbing. Oh, me too. She was like crying. It was like 2 a.m. And I was like, I was like in bed and I was like, what in the fuck? What are you doing and right she now? She thought like, somebody died because I was laughing so hard. Yeah. My, like, well, my, my goodness. Was the so first, right. Well, the first video was just of her like crying and she was like shaking. And I was like, oh my God, she's crying. Like what happened? But then like the next video, she was like laughing. And I was like, oh my God. What are that's you the doing? best that's the best thing we could hear 
Oh my God. Yeah. And then like her explaining it to me, she's like, you just got to go read it. It's like Nipplegate. And I was like, it was, it was super funny when I read it, but like what made it funnier was like me imagining Stevie reading this for the first right. time. And, like, just, like, it was great. So book three, just, which just released yesterday is another mother faker. Okay. I, this is my favorite title of the whole ones. This is my favorite one. No, wait, no, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. The next one is my favorite, but congrats yes oh that's so funny <laughs> so this congratulations on this new release this is Kaden and I am not gonna butcher her name so if y'all want to say it for me so I'll fuck it up Cosette Cosette okay listen because I am dyslexic and southern so it just don't I will I will screw <laughs> up any name ever okay so it's super, I did not get the arc for this, obviously, because I'm a writer, but it is on my Kindle, so I haven't read it yet. But so for any of our listeners who have not read it like I am, what can you give like them a little bit of to expect from this book? Go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, do you want to go? <laughs> sure. So okay. it's a fake relationship. Okay. And it's someone that Caden has known before and he likes her so much but she's in a relationship as far as he knows and it starts out with an obnoxious mother a snaggletooth dog and oh, uh, her kissing him out the of dog her coat <laughs> 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 yes for dog kisses I'm here for it (laughs) I'm terrible at the elevator pitch I suck on those so no you're fine I would have I would have still read it (laughs) I still would have read it I I mean it's fine you've got to read it just for the dog and we totally could have sent you an arc I'm sorry yeah you can always have an arc all you do do me like that make me cry let me cry also I just want to let you know I just want to let you know um that first of all I'm gonna let Stevie ask her favorite question and then I'm gonna say what I need to say because I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent so Stevie go go ahead oh god (laughs) do I even want to know what tangent she's about to go on um it's one that's focused kind of okay so if this series was to become a TV or movie, who would you cast as the roles of the Taylor siblings? Oh, this was the hardest. This is the hardest <laughs> question ever. For, right. For I was thinking the best question. That's why it's her favorite. She likes to stump authors. Um, I was thinking like Jesse would need to be someone sweet. I was thinking even like a Taylor Lautner could be, I don't know, okay. someone really good looking, but sweet. Um, Spence would need to be someone really good, like a, um, with, you know, tall, handsome blue eyes, like a Chris Hemsworth or. (gasps) Oh my God. For Jesse, he is totally giving me like Andrew Garfield. Oh yeah. Like the Spider-Man man, man, not, not Tom Holland, but the one before him. Yes. You know, I wondered about, do you know, um, Steve from Stranger Things? (gasps) Oh, I. right the hair I don't know him but I love him his name is Joe Keery and I don't know if he's as tall as Jesse but he's got the the hair oh yeah we would need good hair yeah he has to have good hair Mm -hmm. I I, uh, like maybe Camilla Cabello or (gasps) oh yeah she'd be great I love her I literally I am obsessed so Mm -hmm my tangent that I was going to go on 
okay, was that Laura, the last time you were on the podcast, I had not read Willow Springs yet. And I just want to let you know that I am not, I'm not okay. Okay. Cause I read it. Okay. So I read them and I just want to let you know that they're phenomenal chef kisses. They're giving me, so like when you got on the podcast, you were talking about how like Friday night lights was like a really good, like a, like when you watched it, it was like, that was the kind of vibe you were going for. Right. When I tell you as a, as a fellow Friday night lights fanatic, they just put all five Netflix seasons on Netflix again. I just want to let everybody know. And I've already been to watch them twice. Um, but when I read it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was like, Texas forever. <laughs> this is so good. So I just, I just want to let you know that I read them and they were great. And I, cause I told you that I was going to, and I didn't want you to think that flake because I did. Oh, thank you. Oh, That's so sweet. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're so welcome. So any plans to write again after the GD Taylor series wraps up after, you know, don't cry over spilled milk and friends with benefactors, maybe like a next generation. I mean, I'm here for these titles. I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, we definitely have more series up our sleeve. Oh my God. Yes, Queens. I'm here for yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep going. I mean, we love co-writing together, so we each will still write our own and then we'll be co-writing, you know, a couple a year, which is great. So I'm here for it. We see this as going on and on for a long time, hopefully. Oh my God, I'm so here for it. Y'all need to listen. Me up. Are you guys going to continue to write like under separate, like your own pin names? Like it's just going to be like a duet co-write. You're not going to like combine names or anything like that. Because listen, I could come up with one. I could like put that shit in a generator, like both your Ooh. names in a generator and it'll weave out something. <laughs> oh, do it. I want to hear it. Oh my God, I'll do it. I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys what I get. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. So we're going to shift gears and move to writing questions. And this is for um, like as a co-write how this is. So what is the writing process like for when you guys co-write together? We write in Google Docs. Okay. And we, um, we just, we, we talk about it ahead of time, kind of the direction, although it can go, you know, way different direction. <laughs> but we don't um like there are literally times like she comes in there and finishes my sentence or I go in there and sh and finish her sentences we just pick up where the other left off oh my god I love how there's just no plan we're just writing I'll no plan. and then you and just you guys this will make you laugh we just started writing um don't cry over spilled milk this week so we had a plan. I finished um, something I was working on on Friday and the plan was to start Monday and Willow made time for that too. And so we're um, messaging. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I can dive in this afternoon. And then we realized like, we never talked. We, we hadn't made a plan. So we were cracking up. We're like, we probably need to talk about <laughs> we better meet. So we, we quickly did that, but yeah. Mm. Her um, editor, Sue, that works with us, says she can't tell who wrote what. And honestly, oh. I read it through at the end. I don't even remember what I wrote. I won't remember who wrote it. Yeah. Both go in so much, you know? And I think for me, that's like my biggest pet peeve with co-writes, even though I would never say that like to the people publicly. Um, but that's one of my biggest pet peeves with co-writes is when I can definitely tell like when one author started and when one author picked up. And because I feel like it makes it feel choppy for me because right. I'm focusing on like finding like which author 
wrote what, you know? And I feel like I'm not emerged in the story. This one, it feels like it was wrote by like the same person, like the, for one person. Like there's no, like I could not physically go in there and figure out which one of you wrote which, okay? So okay. I thought it was great. I thought it was phenomenal. You guys did a great job. Oh, so, thank you. What was the weirdest thing you guys had to Google for this series? <laughs> Mine is probably Googling dog dentures. I was Googling that. I was like, wait. And then I messaged her. I'm like, this is a real thing. People, I mean, Louie is a real dog. He's my dog. And he really only does have the two teeth on the bottom. So we did have a lot of material to work with, but he does not have fake teeth. And so I knew that she, you know, Cosette's mom would want fake teeth. Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of the strangest things I've Googled. What about you, Willow? I don't even know. I don't know. I think I looked up Nipplegate to make sure it was I just need I need somebody to like email the writers of like Grey's Anatomy. And like I need this to be like one of their like dilemmas they have. Have you guys watched Grey's Anatomy before? Like, can we just imagine like Bailey finding out that like Jackson Avery put the wrong nipples on somebody and like her walking into the OR? Like, I'm sorry, what happened? Like, (laughs) like, oh my God, that would be so funny. Jackson had your breast surgery, you would be fine with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even if you put the wrong nipples on. <laughs> that so, is so funny. We have had, Laura, you've been on the podcast before. So I'm, we are going to ask some writing questions for like Willow, like, you know, as an author, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if you feel left out, don't mind, don't mind jumping in and like, you know, doing your own thing or whatever. Um, Because I do that. <laughs> so Willow, when did you decide that you wanted to be a writer slash author? Oh, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to. I think I didn't believe it could really happen. I did the whole query thing early on, got rejected a bunch of times. And then, yeah, 2012, it was like, I'm going to try this. The whole indie book craze. Yeah. Was great. So I went for it early on. I think like 2012 not only is known as the year that everybody thought they were going to die, but it was um, also <laughs> like, because it was like the end of the world thing or whatever with the mind calendar. But at the same time, I also think that 2012 was like the year of indie publishing. Like it was, that was the year. Because yeah. not like, I mean, I think like most of the authors we have on here that started indie publishing, it's always like 2012. 2012. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I'm telling you, it's the year of the indie publisher and the year that the world was going to end. So glad it didn't. Oh, I, I published 2013, like February of that year, but 2012 was my yeah. foray into it. I love sure. that. So do you have any, this is my favorite question. Do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like when you sit down, when you have, when you write, do you have to have like a special tea? Do you have to like slip on a pair of socks? Like anything <laughs> weird? I used to have more quirks than I do now. I like to light a candle. I like to make sure my my planner is close. My notes are close. Um, I used to eat a lot more junk food than I do now. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. But you can see what goes into my body when I'm in the middle of a manuscript. Uh, yeah. 
I had to step away from that. I have like this little container down here on the floor that you can't see right now, but it's full of all my snacks, you know, Mm -hmm. and because, and I, it's down here because my husband worries that like, because when I'm in the middle of a manuscript, I forget to eat, you know, because I'll like wake up and I'll have breakfast, but then I'll be writing for like five hours, six hours. And like, sometimes I'll even write into the night and like Fletcher will come home from work and be like, you ate today? I'd be like, what time is it? I didn't even know that it was like, I didn't even know like I was supposed to eat. So like I had the snack here in case like I get hungry, but oh my God, the snacks in this thing are ridiculous. Oh, I love that. It's so bad. I eat. Okay. This is a, this is a thing. And I discovered this when I was stoned in high school one time and I smoke weed now. <laughs> um, this, I come up with the best munchie food you've ever heard of your entire life. I was watching 17 again. Have you guys watched me with Zac Efron? <laughs> Mm-hmm. okay oh, yes. you know when he's in the kitchen and he's like oh my god I'm so hungry I want to eat everything and he's got like all this stuff out on the counter and he's like eating Twinkies and just like crazy stuff he takes squirt cheese and puts it on a Slim Jim and he eats it and I was stoned when I watched that and I was like that's the best thing I've ever heard of and I, tried <laughs> it, and I have been eating it since I was in high school it's my favorite I eat it all the time <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that. I'm serious. I'm like, okay, you gotta get like the regular, just like regular Slim Jims, and then any type of like squirt cheese, just regular cheddar squirt cheese, and I, and that's how Stevie keto. Knows. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And like Stevie, that's how she knows that I'm in the middle of a manuscript is when I'm only eating that and ramen noodles. Oh, oh my gosh. Straight back to high school. <laughs> also, this is another snack she eats a lot because when she came to visit me, I was really like not okay after this. What was it? Oh, Doritos and sour cream. Oh, yeah. I do I love that combo. It's been oh. so long since I've heard that combo. Yeah, uh, I can see that being good. And salsa and cream cheese mixed together. Oh, my God, Ooh, oh I love that. She melted mm-hmm. cheese on top and then put some sour cream on it. And then went yes. and sat on my couch and I'm like. Yep. If you go to Taco Bell, I just sometimes ask for the Doritos Locos tacos with nothing in it but sour cream. And they're like, excuse me? And I'm like, just do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Taco yeah. Bell is my favorite food in life. What is it? Taco Bell is my favorite oh, food yes, in life. Same 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 I love yeah so I've got some weird food habits but it's fine um so what do you like to do when you're not writing I'm reading I read a ton and hang out with my family I've got a dog he's like my shadow I love it so what kind of dog he's a Havanese He's a rescue dog. I so what the hell that is. I had no idea either. They sent this picture now. of this pitiful looking mangly dog. And we're like, can you come pick <gasps> him up? And I'm like, yes. It's always then, a dog. Yeah. We gave him a haircut and he's so cute, but he was not he's the cutest when we got him. <laughs> I'm trying to convince my husband. We live in an apartment and I don't want to get a big dog because I just feel like that's rude of me, you know, because they have a lot of energy and they're big. All right. And I don't want them to have a lot of space. You know, they don't have a lot of space to do stuff. But I'm trying to convince my husband to get a miniature dash hound, but like the fluffy one. Have you guys seen the little fluffy oh, one? Oh, yes. They're so cute. They're so cute. And I'm trying to convince him. And he's like, I am not getting that dog. I am not getting a wiener dog. And I'm like, but it's a fluffy wiener dog. It's like a dog with hair. It's so cute. I love that. I don't need any more animals. Oh, yes. He's got like eight. Eight? I have five cats oh 
I have a dog and two rabbits. Oh my goodness. I do have a rat. I do have a rat though. I do have a rat. Oh, I'm afraid of rats. Really? No, you're not. You're afraid of sewer rats in New uh -oh. <laughs> I, I tell everybody I know that if you have small children and they want pets, because like when I was little, you know, like gerbils and hamsters were a big yes. deal, right? Those yes. things are mean as shit. They will bite your children, okay? Mm -hmm. No fun for pets. But if rats are the best pets for like kids that are ages like 10 to like 12, like they're, or, or like even younger. Rats are the best pets. They don't bite. They won't pee on you. They're super easy to take care of. And they're super fun to play with. And they're so intelligent. My rat can go through a maze. And then, like, if I, yeah, if I, like, she's stupid at the time because she doesn't realize that if she keeps moving forward, she'll get more crackers. She just stops at one spot. But we're getting there. <laughs> but, yeah, I recommend rats to, like, all people who have small children. They're the best pets in the whole world. They're so cute, too. Amazing. And they cuddle. And they're nice. Um, so what does your family think about your writing and have any of them ever read any of your books? They are so proud of me. Like my husband, I had to tell him to stop telling strangers that his wife writes books because he would literally tell the girl at Target, the, you know, people that do not care and do not want to know. <laughs> um, so proud. They have read bits and pieces, but not all of my books which I am completely fine with yeah me too I'm fine with that I we love a supportive husband on this when this podcast we love it that's mm -hmm. so sweet um so that is my last reading question for you I mean writing question I'm now gonna let Stevie handle the reading questions and these questions are for both of you so you both can have an answer okay this is because I used to be a blogger <laughs> um what book has your favorite cover now this can be any of your own or one that you've read what about you laura um i really um i don't know why i lo really loved the cover for tangled i just loved that photo such a pretty picture and the colors mm -hmm. and in the gd taylor's my favorite cover is um the one that's next don't cry over spilled milk oh don't do us like that <laughs> Like my favorite. I think he's my favorite so I just I love that way that cover turned out so those two probably but it's hard you know whenever you're doing one you, you know it, it changes like I I love each of them but those two probably are my favorites that's so unfair because we don't even know what the damn cover looks like so we can't even agree with you <laughs> he's pretty sexy he's damn it better be don't cry over spilt milk he better be not <laughs> What about you, Willow? I have a soft spot for my cover, True Love Story, because I found this piece of artwork online and I messaged the artist and was like, I'm in love with this. Can I use it for my book? And she said, yes. So that's what that cover is. I love that cover. It is a beautiful cover. Thank it's very you. like abstract and I'm here for that. I, love I like the weird covers that aren't indie popular, really. But. Me too. Me too. Oh my God, you should look at my cover for Courage for Fools as a rockstar romance slash road trip. And it's like a watercolor dude with a guitar. It's super cool. You should check it out. What is it? Oh shit, I'm stupid. Hold up. See it. I don't want to stand up because I have on, I have on, um, 
because I have on Family Guy pajama bottoms. Oh, come on. <laughs> if we don't care. This is what it looks like. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. It's like probably my favorite cover. Oh, turn it around cover. again. Turn it around again. Like the back? No, so I can see the front when you were. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. I love that. Where did you get the picture? Um, I found it on Shutterstock, actually. I was oh, looking... I wanted to have like a, I wanted to have, I didn't even want a person on it, honestly. And I wanted something like, uh, like I, what is it called when it's got the characters on it? Like the, it's not people. What are those covers called? Like the illustrative. Mm -hmm. I wanted a hybrid mix of like an illustrated cover and like a traditional cover. And I was looking at images like a watercolor PNGs, you know, that you could like put over a photo or something. Oh. And I found this artist who does, like, he takes images of people and he does water, he makes them into watercolor. And I was like, <laughs> and then there was this man with his guitar and I was like, oh is it so good? That's yeah. gorgeous. So I yeah, pretty. I prefer no people, but I know that's not the popular thing to do. <sighs> um, it's my favorite cover thus far, but my new book coming out is my favorite <laughs> Now... <laughs> You're so, pulling to Laura now. I know it's yeah. me. Yeah, well, except it's already the cover's already out. So I mean, I love the cover. I mean, everybody's seen the cover, but I love it. Um. All right. Okay. CV, go ahead for the next. Okay. Question. So, what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, a recommendation, or the title? All for me. I mean, all of those recommendations are really big. Like we'll mm -hmm. share. If one of us reads something or a friend reads something and it's like, you have to read this, that moves it to the top for me. Yeah. If I see a beautiful cover or um, a lot of times it's, if I see something everywhere, everyone's talking about it. Like that's how I read um, Sophie Lark. I read The Air. Mm, yeah. Like, good book. I kept seeing it everywhere. It had me super curious. So I read it and then I read the blurb and I was like, ooh, I want to read. Same with A.L. Jackson's recent one. I, I read the blurb. I loved the cover. So I wanted to read it, but it's kind of a combo, I think. Don't get CB started on that damn book with A.L. Jackson. She'll talk about it for eight hours. <laughs> I can't say something certain on here, but after we're done recording, I will tell you something. But yeah, okay. she, uh, she talks about that. She literally is going to like slit my throat if I don't read it within like the next two days. <laughs> I just read it. I just read it and I, it was great. She I is. Know so, I know certain things. Let's just put it that way. She oh. has messaged me like 8,000 times a day, like every single day. Have you read it? Have you read it? <laughs> Have you read it? And I'm like, no, Steve, I'm busy. Right. <sighs> but she it's was, fine. She was dying of pneumonia at the time. <laughs> yeah. I had pneumonia. I could barely even lift my head up without feeling like I was going to pass out. And she's like, have you read it? She's like, have you read it yet? I'm like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I have not read it yet. Uh, but okay, keep going. All right. This is my favorite question. Who are some of your favorite authors to read? And yes, this is your chance to pimp your friends. I love Leanne Moriarty, who I wish was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and Jocelyn Jackson um yeah I mean Laura's books Taryn Fisher yeah I knew she, she was gonna say Laura I was like friend down here at the bottom <laughs> mm -hmm. I love me some yep. Taryn Fisher yeah me too yep. great especially the wrong family <laughs> yes what's your series 
What about you, Laura? I love, I mean, our Willows, Catherine Cowles, um, Adriana Locke, Jayle Jackson, Marnie Mann is one of my absolute favorites. Mm. Um, Candy Steiner, I love. Um, I just fell in love with the Sophie Lark book. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I, and so many more that I, you know, I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Kylie Scott, she's super fun. I am not sure if this is like y'all's genre nor direction, but do you guys read Mafia? Yes. Read okay. what? You guys read Mafia. Oh, I want I, I want to read more Mafia. Okay. Let me recommend this series to you guys. It's like not like like it focuses, like, it's about the mafia world, and it has mafia, like, don't get me wrong, like, people get shot, okay, but it's, like, it very much so focuses on the couple, um, and it's a series by Danielle Laurie, it's, like, all over book talk, and it's called The Maid series, so it's, like, The Sweetest Oblivion, The Maddest Obsession, and The Darkest Temptation. I like those names. Oh, my God, when I tell you, that each book in this series just kept getting better and better and better. I was like, oh my God, where are the next books? Like, I was like, are there more? I need oh, I more. Just three. I was so crazy. offended at four o'clock in the morning when I finished the third book because I started the first one and my husband was playing Call of Duty and he works night shifts. So like, even when he is off work, he tries to like stay up at night. So like it keeps his schedule or whatever. So like, it was like midnight when I started them and I was like, oh, I'll read one and then I'll go to sleep psych stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning on the couch mm-hmm. been reading this whole series wow yeah okay so good and oh. that, I think that was my last like five stars across the board for each book like so good 10 I recommend you gotta read it have you read the Raven Hood series by Kate Stewart girl 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 yeah yes. oh my god I love them. I really love that. So good. So good. But yeah. if you if you like that, then you will love this series. You okay. will love the series. It has the it very much has the same vibe. Okay. Good. Um, all right, so you can continue with your okay. question. So e-reader or physical copies? E-reader. e-reader. I like to collect paperbacks, but I only read yeah. um, same. I think everybody's on that level at this point. Pretty much, pretty much. I do a lot of my reading in the middle of the night, so I love that I can see it. In the yeah, dark. you just like reach over and just like roll over, and you're just like, yeah. I'm reading the corner <laughs> over here by myself. My husband like wakes up, and I'm like hysterically crying my eyes out. He's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, don't worry about it. it killed my favorite character. No big deal. All right. Who? What was your last five star read? For me, it was the Ravenhood series because I just read it like a week, a week and a half ago. So, so I'm sad. still on the Ravenhood high. So good. I need to read that one. I'm excited. Mine was um, Give Me a Reason, Al Jackson. And right now I'm reading Beneath the Wreckage by Catherine Cowles. That is definitely a five-star read for me. Yeah, it's so good. It's coming out later this month. Right. Love that. All right. So we are going to head to our favorite section of the podcast which is trope questions because it has our favorite questions. That doesn't make any sense. But it is, sadly is the last portion of it. Um, so what is your guys' favorite trope to write and why? And uh, either one can go first. 
I got freaking hiccups. Um, I would say enemies to lovers and brother's best friend for me. Oh, I, I love that tension and enemies to lovers. And the brother's best friend is just such a fun one to me because um, I, I think I've told you guys that last time, like my kids are a year apart. So I first yeah. can't what that does to a brother, the sister day. What that I'm, I'm just like jealous of your daughter that you're, that her brother had like good looking friends. It was like, <laughs> it's unfair on like so many levels. <laughs> and plus I'm the oldest. So like the young, he's younger and it's just like no annoying. Good. Annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Willow? Enemies to lovers. I love, love, love. And um, second chance oh. romance. I love that. The angst. Mm-hmm. Love a good second chance for a man. Love a good second chance. All right, yeah, so you take the next one. What is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Together. Together. Ooh. Yeah. We threw a curveball that time. We don't normally ask it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about should we go a little more deep because we both write more. Um, our individual writing is, you know, little more angsty and emotional and yeah like should we stick hard with the rom-com or should we go a little deeper here and there what do you think we should do I'd read it all me too (laughs) (laughs) we're doing a trope I had never done that I wanted to do which is a single parent and we are doing that obviously with the don't cry over spilled milk single mom but that's super you know I hadn't written that and I'm I'm doing we're doing that one and then I'm doing one of those two and that I was kind of nervous about how to do that with a, you know, another person and a, a young child. And I, so far it makes it so fun. So right now there's a lot you can do with a young child in a rom-com book and they make it mm-hmm. hilarious. We're having a lot of fun with it. I'm super excited to read it. So what is one trope you will never write and why? Or if you never say never, what is like the farthest thing in like light years away from you ever writing? I've learned the hard way because I have written a lot of different styles and it hasn't always worked to do that. I think I need to stick in a lane. So I would say some of the things I want to write, I would just do a different pen name and write whatever I want to write. Agreed. Yeah. What about you, Laura? Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I would never say never. I definitely tend to like the safe, the same, the tropes I'm comfortable writing. Yeah. Enemies to lovers, brothers, best friends, second chance. Um, just because I think you get in a comfort and that's mainly what I read. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you read something outside the box and you love it, but you, it's like what Willow said, would your readers love that? Is And you do have to think of it on top of um, doing it what you love, also making sure that it's something that kind of stays with your, you know, brand, you stay in your lane a little bit. But I would never say never because I think passion projects are awesome. And if something came to me and I was passionate about it, I would write it. Yeah, agreed. All right, CV, you can take the last question. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? True Love Story has a lot of my story in it. So mm-hmm. I feel like 
second chance romance would be. I'm here for it. True I and accurate. It. I'm here for it. I love what, that. And what was your, I think we asked Laura this last time, but what was yours again? I, uh, friends to lovers would probably be. Yeah. Iconic. You and your husband are iconic. It's super funny. I will never forget when he had to come and like help assist you with the computer. <laughs> Ever. Dying to be on camera. That's what I'm telling you. We're going to bring you back for another episode. We're going to have him with you this time, next time. Oh, my God. oh, he asked. He's like, did they ask for me? I'm like, they did I not. I would love me. that. He's this so is great. literally my father. That's my dad. He <laughs> loves I mean, her life. dad is all over TikTok right now because of oh our author panel. Oh, I saw on your, I saw him come in to fix uh, the smoke detector. Yeah, God, Jesus Christ. Oh, cute. I Sterling thinks that, um, that, that she's going to be MJ's new stepmom. And I was like, Jen, if you keep saying that, our friendship <laughs> is void. It's void of any. The part that was so funny about it was your reaction was so funny because you were like, go. I'm like, please get out of this. Willow Winter's going like this. I just want everybody to know that like publicly that was my entire high school experience okay oh, that was flexing. it all the time I mean like so I played like a lot of sports which meant like he was there at a lot of sporting events and his personality has been the same from like the moment I was brought into the world and it'll be the same until like <laughs> ends okay and that is that he loves loves to be in the center of attention like he loves it so he's always the guy at the ball field that's like talking to 80 people at one time or whatever <laughs> and so it's like here I am it's like my day you know like I it's my softball game and everybody's like consumed with my father it's like I'm I'm gonna you're gonna stop coming like I'm gonna stop inviting you to these things. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> ban you that. He is just, he's so extra. And it never fails that every single time that I have to go visit them, I have to. When I go visit them and I stay with them, it never fails I have a podcast and he is always, always bombarding it in some way. <laughs> and I told him before the indie Live thing happened, I was like, dad, I was like, this is live. Like, I can't edit this out. Like, if you do something, when you come in, it's there. It, it, and I can't do anything about it. And he's like, I'll stay. Perfect. Out. He's like, I won't come in, <laughs> comes in, comes in at like the end of it and has like a five minute cameo. And like, people are like in the comment section, like, oh my God, somebody write a book about Alex's dad with like a firefighter, you know, changing the smoke detector. And I was like, please stop. I was like, I am going to kill somebody. <laughs> yes. My father loved it. He's stressful. He stresses me out, but it's fine. I love him. Anyways, that is our final question for you guys, ladies. You guys have been great. And we want to thank you guys so much for both of you joining us on our anniversary. You guys were great. Happy anniversary. Thank yeah, you. thank you. You guys have been love being here and so happy for you on your one year. And yeah. um, and then I'm gonna let Stevie announce who the next person is, and then we will wrap it up. Okay. So second from last episode is Kate Brumberg. Super exciting. Can't wait to talk to you. Super excited. Can't wait. But uh, yeah, thank you ladies so much. And we hope that we get to chat with you guys again soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. And...